News Late Night Council. This is bigger. This is very big. There's definitely something here. Apparently, it's a big deal. It's all over the news. It's the real thing. A radio signal from another world. Who's John Council? That's my grandpa. Well, your story is very compelling. Your chance to make history. That's pretty cool, I guess. Give it to me straight. You're in charge. I told you we were going to be debuting a new theme. I told you it was coming. I hope it hasn't grabbed, you know, anybody by surprise. And, you know, for the few people that were tuned in at the top of the show there, I did put out a Twitter poll. I want to know what you think of the new theme. Because we're going to be using that. Now, consider that a beta version, okay? May need some work, but, you know, the work that's going to be done on it, if it if any work is done at all, is going to be in reaction to know what you think about it. Because, you know, your opinion carries a ton of weight on this program here. Welcome to Late Night Council. It's open line, open topic, whatever you want to talk about, whatever's on your mind. Oh, i got a ton of stuff. Oh, I've always got a ton of stuff. i got way too much stuff to fit in, you know, to just two hours of program. Uh, and and add to that the possibility that you could call in and make the show even even more riveting, even more exciting. Oh my goodness, we're in for a good time tonight. We're in for a good time tonight. I'm going to talk about all the stuff tonight that would get other show hosts fired if they were you know on corporate radio stations. Okay, because I got nobody coming into the room saying no. You can you can't say that. No 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 no. Oh yeah, we're going to say it tonight. And I think it needs to be said. I think it really needs to be said. Especially after I heard our cheap... Now, I have to apologize to, to, to you people that are tuning in outside the Capital Region. Because I'm going to go a little bit local. Although what happens in the Capital Region often affects the entire nation. And what I'm going to start off with tonight... I've, I've been online and it's, uh, the news is spreading across Canada. They've heard what's gone on here. It was on the cover of the Ottawa Sun this morning... And you probably already know where I'm going with this if you've been following my tweets earlier today. It is open line, open topic, though, as it, is all, as it always is on Late Night Council. So 343-700-4390 is the Capital Region line. If you know what you want to talk about and you want to get online before I start pontificating on everything uh, you know that's going on that's important in the world, 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. If you are listening from faraway exotic places... Like, I don't know, Curry, New Brunswick, or uh, uh, Wally, Alabama, or uh, Squamish, B.C., or Cake, Alaska. 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-562-4766. You can email me. It's got to be under six lines. JC at LateNightCouncil.com. JC at LateNightCouncil.com. And you can tweet at us at JW Council. If you heard the opening theme, I need your feedback. I want you to participate in the Twitter poll. Tell me what you thought of it. And as we continue to play it, you know, from now until Jesus comes, we'll probably hear your feedback on it anyway. So, uh, headline, Ottawa Sun today. Big, bold letters. Chief stands by hire of Somali recruit who failed vetting process. And then it says, cop out, question mark. Okay? And the implications here are that political correctness is more important than qualification. Or black lives more matter more than qualified law enforcement. 
Interpret it any way you want. Okay? Now, the employee that was in charge of the screening, what happened was uh, Chief Bordalo has decided to hire a Somalian citizen as, you know, a, a constable. Nothing wrong with that. If they qualify, I would applaud that decision. But I don't care if you're green, yellow, with blue polka dots. If you don't meet the qualifications, I don't think you should be a police officer. And the person that does the vetting, the person that kind of screens these people, there were a lot of red flags with this individual. And Chief Bordalo, I guess he's got the right to do this because he's the chief, because he liked to remind everybody today on the radio, the buck stops with me, I'm the guy that makes the decision. And when I heard him defending his action, I thought to myself, boy, this guy doesn't like being held accountable, does he? He doesn't like having to explain his actions to people. And it wouldn't be so much of a deal, but the employee in, that was in charge of screening, who's not just a contract for hire, let's bring a civilian in so we can get an objective perspective. This person, Christina Benson, has been doing this for at least four years. She's not wet behind the ears. She was so she was so perturbed by Bordalo going over her head and saying, no, no, we're going to hire this person anyway. She resigned over it. And I was able to hear Bordalo on a couple radio stations today defending his actions. Just my opinion. Of course, I want to hear from you. I thought he danced around the issue. I thought, forget police chiefing. The guy sounded like a politician. Let me give you a little bit of what the Sun said today. In a letter of resignation obtained by the Post Media Network, sent by civilian background investigator Christina Benson. So this is not an anonymous person. She's attaching her name to it. She's making herself accountable for her actions here. Benson alleged the applicant was an unsuitable police candidate and that his hiring is being done for political reasons to appease the Somali community. Okay? There was not one reporter that faced Bordalo with those accusations. Okay? And when asked about, well, what about all this records, you know, like, and it was, it was quite investigative. Well, I'll continue here, what, you know, why she said no here. Benson, a background investigator on the force for more than five years, alleged in her resignation letter that the service has disregarded their own hiring standards. I was shocked since I indicated in my report that the applicant was not recommended for the position of constable, Benson wrote in her resignation letter. This was not a case of a candidate being borderline on the scale of hiring, as is sometimes the case. The facts compiled during my third background investigation are worrisome. She continued in her letter, this individual will be a poor representative of Ottawa Police Service and a liability to the organization. The investigator's report found that the applicant had a handful of speeding infractions, four license suspensions, and had attempted to get a new license while his, his was suspended. Benson found 16 convictions under the Highway Traffic Act. Benson also raised red flags regarding a 2013 incident where the applicant falsely phoned the police, according to a report. Police found he had a history of negative behavior when pulled over by police, and that he had several different dates of birth on file. I would think that would be cause for concern. There was not one reporter that mentioned all these accusations when they were talking to Bordalo today. And he used the excuse, well, I can't talk about a person's record, because that's private. I can get trapped. Hey, listen, this is not just an ordinary citizen. This is somebody that is hired to protect the public safety. 
And the way he treated the questions, the way he danced around them, it was like he was like thumbing his nose to the people that pay his salary. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. Of course, I want to hear yours. I guess political correctness is way more important than, you know, uh, qualification. I guess political correctness is more important to our, you know, politician and uh, uh, politician of police. I mean, a chief of police. Is that what you want, a police chief? Is it? Susan Sharing writing today in the Ottawa Sun. You're just seeing excerpts of the report. This is Bordelow talking. You're just seeing excerpts of the report. This guy is getting the job because he's a great representative of his community. He hasn't failed the process like all the other candidates. There are many other components of the background. It isn't a pass or a fail. I'm telling you, I did not hire him just because he's a member of the Somali committee. Okay, well then, if he's so clean, why did your own officer, a veteran of five years of the police force, resign? Why is Christina Benson making these type of accusations? If she's not telling the truth, please do the right thing, you know? Tell us how wrong she is. Nobody interviewed Christina Benson. Wow, I mean to resign the police force? That's a pretty weighty decision. Do you believe Charles Bordalo? I don't. Just my opinion. I could be wrong. I don't believe him. I used to have Vern White, the previous police chief, okay? He used to come on my previous radio show, and he would do Ask the Police Chief. Vern White was fantastic. He's a senator now. I loved Vern White. He did at least three Ask the Police Chiefs with me. Straight talk, answered the questions directly, could not be intimidated. So when he became a senator, I thought, well, let's bring Bordelow on. Let him do Ask the Police Chief. And I couldn't believe how this guy danced around issues. Over half the calls the night that he was on were people, callers. These were callers. I don't know who these people were, but they were going after him like you wouldn't believe for his practices of you know what he would call outreach programs to ethnic communities, particularly the Islamic community in town. And people were getting on the phone saying, "You do realize that you know that, that, that there are you know there there Wahhabist doctrine and there's jihadist uh, uh, enclaves within this city." You do realize these people are playing you, okay? And, and I couldn't believe I ended up having to defend him on the radio because, in my opinion, he was doing such a bad job defending himself. They were all over him. He didn't have a straight answer for anybody. They just kept pounding him and pounding him. And I thought for a chief of police, again, opinion. I reserved the right to be wrong. I thought his performance was pathetic. Why would a veteran screener of applicants... For over four years, resign if the cops are as united as Bordalo says they are. Well, it's his leadership, little, you know, clique there that he works with. But we've got word even in mainstream media in this city here that rank and file are really upset about this. Man, I miss Vern White. I really do. I miss Vern White. I mean, in a job like that, you can't afford to politically pussyfoot around. You've got to be a straight shooter. That's the only way you're going to have the confidence of the people that are paying your salary. And if you want to go into politics, go into politics. But if you're going to be chief of police, and I know that you've got to be, I know you got to be smart, and you can't be stupid, and you've got to be careful what you say and all that other stuff. But man, in my opinion, this guy's taking it to another level. Just my opinion. Sure, I want to hear from you. On the Twitter poll earlier in the day, you can vote on it if you want. I asked the question, are you buying what he's selling? 
56% of you say that he's wrong, 44% of you said an investigation is needed, and 0% said he was right. And this is, listen, I am not apologizing for this words, because these people are public servants, okay? They, I don't care if he's the, if he's the chief cook and bottle washer of everything that's going on, I don't care if he's a city administrator, he's a chief of police, he has got to be accountable to the people that pay his salary. Well, the buck stops with me. I made the decision. Yeah, well, you better explain to the public why somebody has resigned because they feel that you're violating your own practices of hiring. And that, Christina Benson just can't make a statement like that. That's why she came out and got specific on, you know, the, the strikes against this guy. And that, please don't play the race card. This has got nothing to do with being black, white, yellow, blue, or, or green polka dots. This has got everything to do with public safety. And I'm not an idiot. I realize public relations and, and you know, establishing relationships with neighborhoods, I, I understand the importance of that. But if you lose the confidence of, of people who, you know, have a, have a belief that there's a standard of excellence that must be achieved before you're hired on, before a gun is put in your hand, if you violate that trust, boy, you better have a good reason. You better not dance around the questions. You better answer straight. Because as far as I'm concerned, that guy's butt is on the line right now, and it needs to be on the line. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety is the number in the capital region. If you want anything to add to this, or if I'm missing something, or maybe I've got it all wrong. No, 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 John, you don't understand. This, 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 and this is happening. Please, I'm all ears. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. That's three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. One eight four four five six two four seven six six is uh, the long distance number. Ezra Levin on Rebel Media is carrying this story, and they're commenting on it as well. That's why you know it, it's 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 going across the nation. One eight four four five six two four seven six six. JC at LateNightCouncil dot com. That's JC at LateNightCouncil dot com is the email address. It's got to be under six lines, no matter how excited you are. Okay, and uh, if you want to go Twitter. It's uh, JW Council. Much simpler, you know. And it kind of takes care of the length by itself. we got important messages to take care of. We don't do this. We don't have a show. So I'm delighted that we got Menchie's and Irwin Automotion, Irwin's Automotion and Timo's 2000 Auto Clean and the Garlic King waiting in the wings to tell you all how wonderful they are. And Heck, I'd like to tell you how wonderful they are, but, you know, you want to hear it from other voices as well. Open line, open topic, all the way to eleven. Give us a call. Change history with me. Change the world. Hey, look it, I can do it by myself, but I'm inviting you to join me. Stay with us. For 17 years, I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays, and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches, but fix it right the first time. Irwin's Automotion, 34, Cleopatra. Tell them Council sent you. That'll make them smile. Timo's 2000 Mobile Auto Cleaning. 
Comes right to your driveway and makes your vehicle look brand new again. Classic cars, bikes, boats, RVs, dump trucks, hot rods, tractors, transport trucks. We can even make your minivan look like the day you drove it off the lot. Did you spill too much coffee on your seat? Did Junior decide he couldn't wait till he got home? And yuck, maybe you're just long overdue for that meticulous cleaning. Maybe you want to sell the old beast. Smartest thing you can do is make it look brand new again. Timos 2000, 613-327-8498, 613-327-8498, or go to timos2000.com. Summertime is here, and it's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily, with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies, or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byword Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile. Welcome back. This is live. It's 17 minutes after 9, Tuesday, August the 9th. Open line, open topic all the way to 11 o'clock. You are invited. You are invited to call in and ask and make statements and set the record straight on whatever topic you want. I usually start off with the things I feel most impassioned about. And I'll tell you, when I saw that, you know, that, that headline today and somebody resigning, because, I, I don't know, maybe the chief thought, well, i got to straighten this person out. Boy, we're just going to have, I think this person's going to be a wonderful constable. Really? You do? You think this person's going to be a wonderful constable? Wow. Four license suspensions? Speeding infractions? 16 convictions under the Highway Traffic Act. Different dates of birth on file. Has phoned the police. For inappropriate reasons. And you think he's going to be a, a, a good constable. Hmm. Now I would think, you know, if Christina Benson has resigned over this. You know, there's probably severance involved here and. She can't say what she wants to say because she could probably get in a lot of trouble. But, boy, for somebody to walk out, uh, man, I don't think he can hold down a job on the police force for five years and be, you know, unstable. I mean, she's got to have good reason. And and I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I have seen this guy peppered with questions in the past, and I've seen him dance around and not give direct answers. And, uh, I don't know. Hey, I stand to be corrected. I, but listen, I reserve the right to be wrong here. I don't have all the facts either. But from what I've seen up until now, I'm not liking this at all. I'm, I'm smelling a rat here. And uh, that position is a position that requires absolute 100% confidence from the community. And if I'm missing something here, please call in. Please. I want to hear from you. 343-700-4390. In the meantime. I, I, I'm glad to see, you know, uh, 
uh, you know, the crackpots and uh, the anti-Semite bigots that are in the Green Party, I find, I, I'm glad to see them exposed for what, you know, for what a lot of them really are. You see the story that came out today? Elizabeth May is pondering her future, okay, as the leader of the Green Party, because, well, uh, Lori Goldstein commented on it. They've passed a, a policy, her party has passed a policy, an anti-Israel policy, to boycott and divest and enter into any sanctions against Israel. Goldstein said it better than me. Sadly, the Greens, both in Canada and internationally, spend an inordinate amount of time targeting the Middle East's only democracy for human rights violations, especially for a party which claims to be focused on the environment. They're always ranting and railing on the Middle East. Now, these are left-wingers. They don't see anything, say anything about the violation of uh, you know, human rights that, that is you know, endemic to uh, Saudi Arabia. You know? They don't say anything about the, the human rights oppression that goes on in Islamic-led countries you know, that are surrounding Israel because they're left-wing wackos. And they're always pounding on Israel. You know? Where gays and where women have more rights than just about any country in you know, the Eastern Hemisphere, never mind just the Middle East. The Greens recently had to start their process for expelling one of their own members, a Green candidate, in three elections after B'nai B'rith uncovered a video of her espousing Holocaust denial. Way to go, Greens! Yeah, you're really ready for national spotlight. Now, if Elizabeth May is a typical politician, she will stay on as the leader. And she will use the excuse of, well, I've got a lot of good people to work with. They're not all bad, and I can, you know, work for change within, if she's a typical politician. If she's got some moral kahunis, if she has got a conscience, she will resign the Green Party and work for environmental issues. I think her environmental issues and her platform is half-crocked anyway, but... The fact that, you know, her party has gone bigoted on her and is identifying the world over now as, you know, as, as identifying themselves the world over as anti-Semites now. If she's really got a conscience, she will resign. Let's see what happens. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. one 5624766 that's 18445624766 I'm told that we have already had some minor interruptions during the broadcast tonight okay it is not us here it is the software that we're working with it's a big company that we are hooked in that provides uh, the service for us to bring this show to you online and uh, they've been trying to correct the problem over the last few days and it looks like they haven't conquered it yet because we had an outage for about 30 seconds there so I'm bringing James on and hopefully you'll be able to uh, hear everything that he's going to say in his phone call. If you don't, be encouraged that, that there are no interruptions that take place on the podcast. If you really like uh, something that uh, is said here and it got lost in the live broadcast, it does not get lost on the podcast. You'll hear it in, entirety, in its entirety if you download it later. James, can you hear me? I can. Good. And I, I've heard the whole show continuously too. I haven't heard any interruptions. Oh, good. Okay, that's good. Maybe, you know, maybe it's my uh, maybe it's my readings here. But according to my readings, we were interrupted uh, briefly there for a second. But anyway, continue, oh, James. What's okay. on your mind? So about this this situation with the Ottawa police. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, I could take up a lot of time on this. And 
So, but I would like to kind of make a little bit of an arcane point here. Like, so this may sound like I'm going afield, but I really don't think I am. I think it is central to the point. So there's two people in history that, that, that there's you know, not that much known about in a way. There's John Wilkes Booth, who we know shot Lincoln. Right. And there's a guy named Kung, Kung Fu Se, who's better known as Confucius. Okay. Well, why am I bringing these guys up? I mean, God, that sounds awfully. Yeah, I wouldn't well, put actually, the I wouldn't put them on the same. Uh, you know, like they wouldn't be in the same essay if I was writing a piece. Right, but I actually have been thinking about this issue most of the day, and the thing is, what this what they did by hiring this fellow and abandoning the merit principle, I see this as being a. a a really serious breach of the merit principle, which is a foundational building block to democracy, period. So why mention these other guys? Well, John Wilkes Booth shot Lincoln because Lincoln was trying to clean up the civil service and had denied Booth a fat civil service job that he felt he was entitled to through nepotism. So, but, but Lincoln said in order to make this country a free and democratic country, we have to have a process by which people are hired for the civil service that is rational and blind. That has nothing to do with identity. Right. And Kung Fu, Kung Fu Se Confucius, it's exactly the same thing. The reason he's famous is because he's the first guy in the history of the world that happened to be in China who came up with a system for hiring for the civil service. It was a double-blind system where you, you traded your ID for a number, and you traded that number for something else, and you sat down behind a curtain, and you, you couldn't know that the people who were testing you for civil service exams wouldn't know who you were. So that you couldn't, they couldn't cheat and, and put you in. You follow? Yeah, they couldn't classify you by you know some uh, uh, pre-designated uh, prejudice of your appearance or your background or your name or whatever. Or who you knew, or who you knew. Yeah. And so and so, what would happen afterwards if you passed the exam? According to according to Confucius's own rules that he created for China, they would post you to a part of the country where you had no friends or relatives to make sure that you weren't. As they were, did everything they could to make sure that there was no corruption in the system. Mm-hmm. Now, I, what we're what we're doing, what we're seeing now, thanks to political correctness and identity politics, is an actual and deliberate and systemic reversal of the process that makes democracy and civilization possible, and that is a, a unbiased, merit-based civil service. And we're trading it in for something which will be deliberately and systemically corrupt in order to we're creating genuine injustice to solve perceived and imaginary injustices based on cultural Marxism. This is unbelievably bad. Why is nobody picking up on this? Why is the media giving him a cakewalk here? Why was he, be, why was he able to say on air today, well, I can't comment on a person's previous record. That's just, you know, I could get hauled up before charges. I don't believe that. Not when somebody's being hauled up, you know, to, and, and the question is whether they're going to be part of the police department. I think he could have full well commented on that. I thought he ducked the issue and he was dancing around it like, uh, like Taller Cranston used to figure skate in ballet, you know, to music. <laughs> Well, I, I didn't actually listen to this particular press conference, but believe me, I've listened to interviews with him before. I think I once called up CFRA myself and challenged him on something a couple of years ago. Uh, I, this guy, th- th- this is clearly, he's clearly operating on a different set of parameters that he would be comfortable people know it, with people knowing about. This, because it's identity politics and it's based on political correctness, and we're seeing the same things across the civilized world. I, I don't know if people read WikiLeaks or not, but there, there seems to be a plan in a number of Western countries to specifically, I mean, they're calling it cultural enrichment or they're calling it multiculturalism or whatever, but they're getting rid of the merit principle in order to create, they're getting rid of real diversity of thought 
and diversity of opinion in order to create the appearance of diversity in terms of skin hue or whatever or accents at the expense of, of, of actual democratic process. And the consequence is going to be, for one thing, a much more Islamic. What about, you know, here's a related story, but it may not sound like it. A girl was kicked off a bus the other day because she was immodestly dressed. Yeah, except I saw that. I saw the picture of her. Yeah, except that by Ottawa standards, that was not immodest dress. That was, but that's actually beside the point. It doesn't matter if she was or she wasn't. OC Transpo has no right to throw people off because they have no dress code. And I might add, city council a few years ago passed a bylaw that said women could go topless if they want to in the summer. And that's in law. So, so this woman, if she had been topless on the bus, cannot be thrown off by law. And I would like to know the name of that driver. And the re- I mean, the reasoning of the driver is driver said it was immodest. But as I've never seen that before, heard of that before, I think it's telling that none of the articles say the name of the driver or a description of the driver. Yeah, maybe it was his religious sensibilities that were offended, and he belongs to a certain religious group that if you complain, you're always going to get the attention of the authorities, whereas if you belong to other religious groups and you complain, they'll practically spit on you and tell you to get lost. Or po- possibly fire you or have you arrested. Exactly. Now, I think even for, even now, for I you know, criticizing. So I, I would be, it would be really good to find out who this driver was, because I think what we're seeing is creeping Sharia norms. Now, okay, I got to put you on hold, uh, James. I got to put you on hold. I got to do our, our uh, uh, I got to do our information uh, uh, update here and in our inter- intermission uh, interlude because uh, I need a breather. And, and James, I'm going to let you reload as well. When we come back. We're going to hear the rest of James's take on the bus, on uh, the hirings here in Ottawa, and uh, the rest of you sit tight because uh, uh, we're doing exactly what we should be doing here on Late Night Council, okay, informing you, talking about stuff that a lot of other commentators are afraid to talk about, and uh, but we're not, and uh, we'd like to hear your contributions and your opinions too, so stay with us. This is so much better than a news break. And most news breaks, all they have is bad news anyway. Well, you're going to hear some good news. Just stay right where you are. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec. Or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at jwcouncil. Don't sweat it. I know you gave me those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Unfiltered, unfettered, uncensored. I have one program director now. God. I don't always follow through on my instructions, right? But he makes it pretty clear what he wants. What do you want? What do you like? What ticks you off? I want to hear from you. Listener feedback means a lot, almost means as much as what the program director wants. And don't forget you can download all our shows for podcasts anytime. TuneIn.com seems to be the best and easiest way to hook up with us. Or if you prefer Google Play, that seems to work too. LateNightCouncil.com. Stay with us.
Monday and Tuesday, it's news. Often some pretty good guests, too. Wednesday, it's Ask the Pastor. Thursday nights, we repeat the Ask the Pastor broadcast from the night before. And then Friday night, well, we fool around on Friday. We give stuff away. We have fun because that's what you're supposed to do on Friday. And if you miss any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343 743390. That's 343 743390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And 1 562 4766. That's long distance. 1 562 4766. Of course, you can advertise on late night council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. Welcome back to Late Night Council. Just before I bring uh, James back on, I want to hear the rest of his takes here, but there is an email here from a Rob that's on this topic, and I think it's relevant uh, to bring into the conversation with James and I. Hey, John, anyone who believes what the chief has to say is as gullible and as stupid as the chief thinks we all are. Ten years ago, I was told by an Ottawa cop that affirmative action is alive and well within the Ottawa police. I believe it. Hey, I don't have any problem with affirmative action as long as the person is qualified. As long as their credentials and their scores for the entrance exam and, you know, whatever else they have to pass, as long as, you know, those are impeccable and without peer, hire the person. Well, actually. Appreciate your email, James. Go ahead, James. Either you're racist or you're not. And affirmative action is just racism. It's just that they gave it a different. It's how cultural Marxism works. They trick you into accepting the unacceptable by changing the language. Actually, it was Saul Alinsky that specifically said if you control the language, you control the masses. That's well, that's, 19, that's from, 1984. Uh, that's 1984. And Newspeak, yes. too. Orwell brought that out, you know? Yes. And, and, and affirmative action is just a way of saying racism in a way that you have to accept. Or you'll, or you'll be considered racist. I mean, I've actually pointed that out in front of a class that was supposed to be. It was this huge white guilt thing. And I, I pointed out that either you're racist or you're not. And if you hire people on the basis of race, that is, in fact, racism by the definition. And by changing the term to affirmative action, you haven't made it not racist. You've just tricked people into accepting it. So, yeah. I, I, don't, I mean, you go by merit or you don't. I mean, you go with the highest score. It's funny that affirmative action never seems to apply to sports. It only yeah, 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 I've noticed where, that. Where, so, I mean, frankly, I say it, it's just simply cut and dry this racism. Going back to this bus issue, so we're probably not going to get anyone calling in that was on that bus and saw the driver. But I tell you what you might get. Anybody who has a service dog in this city or knows somebody well that has a service dog, I bet you they have a story or two about taxis and buses. Yeah. Because I personally know somebody who has a service dog that served her country, served Canada very, very well and got very seriously injured and has a PTSD dog, which is licensed and has a vest and everything. 
and has a tremendously difficult time getting on the buses with Muslim drivers. They try, they try what they can to stop her from getting on because they don't believe that do- they don't like dogs. Well, dogs are unclean. Dogs are unclean in their interpretation of their faith. No, no. Yeah, but yes, but unclean means spiritually unclean. Yes, right? yes. What they, because the Quran says that an angel will not, or a hadith, it might be an authoritative hadith that says uh, that an angel won't visit. According, Mohammed said that Gabriel told him that a, an angel won't visit a house with a dog or a picture in it. So that seems kind of arbitrary to me. But anyway, so that's why they don't allow dogs, and that's why, you know. So my point is, I think it would be, it's interesting that the media specifically doesn't say what the driver's reasoning was for not letting, for throwing this girl off the bus. Yeah, yeah. And making her late for work. And publicly humiliating her. And, and I mean, had it been a regular, let me say, that had it not, my guess is that it was a Muslim driver, a woman. And my guess is well, that I think it'd be who, okay. But what's wrong with us demanding, you know, like uh, uh, until you tell us who the accuser was and why, you know, uh, we're going to assume that you're protecting a group unfairly here. Well, we have to assume that, yeah, because of the Union of Journalism rules on reporting. So anybody who wants to can Google it. You can. There's a bunch of ways to Google it, but. I usually look for CUJ rules or Union of Journalism rules on minority reporting. It usually gives me the links I want. And it's a list of rules that are out, handed out to mainstream journalism, which is telling bullying uh, journalists and how to report on any situation in which a minority is in a, is the protagonist, I think. So well, no, a protected so, minority, because there's all kinds of minorities oh, that, you know, yeah, journalists can I mean. beat up on. They can bully. They can misrepresent. Yeah. And they're not going to be they're not going to be prosecuted in any way. But then there's other groups because we we live in a we have a, a truly racist media. OK, there are other yeah. groups that, oh, you say one thing you're going to you're going to you're going to get nailed. You're going to get hauled before a human rights court before you can say, uh, you know, uh, 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 Muhammad Ali. Well, that's, you see, that actually ties directly into the, your issue about affirmative action. I mean, this is affirmative action in journalism where you protect certain favored minority groups while you extra demonize. I mean, if it was an Israeli driver, I'm pretty sure we'd all know about it by now. Mm, yeah. Right. Or if it, or if it was a, a white, you know, I, I don't know. There's just something really wrong. I find that story to be very underreported. It's, it's like, like, the, like the shooting that took place in that club in, Al, in Alberta last year where Two gunmen walked into a club and started randomly shooting. Both Muslims, both had Facebook pages that praised jihad. And somehow that story just dropped right off the radar. Do you remember mm-hmm. that story even? No, I don't remember that one. Well, it was you can you can still find it online, but it's been pretty yeah, I, 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 I do know I, I do know the reason why everybody is, is railing on it and it relates to what we're talking about here, James. I, I understand the reason why everybody's been on Trump for his comments about, you know, well, maybe the members of the NRA can do something about, you know, Clinton appointing judges and why the media's gone crazy. The reason they've gone crazy on that today, and you may know this already, the parents of the Orlando shooter, the guy that shot up the gay club in Orlando, his parents were seen on stage applauding and backing Hillary Clinton in a speech yesterday. And it's all over the Internet. It's all over the Internet. Mainstream media isn't touching it with a ten foot pole. The shooter of all those gay guys and pe- gay guys and girls in Orlando, his parents were on the stage with Hillary Clinton and applauding her speech yesterday. 
one of the most scan- one of the most scandalous things that have happened in this election. She should resign for that alone, okay? Because this guy's known to be a, a, a hate monger and you know a, a backer of Al Qaeda and you know how wonderful the Taliban is in Afghanistan. He's written okay, and here he is applauding Hillary, and the media has shown nobody anything of it today. It's sickening. Well, the, the Muslim Brotherhood and the Democrat Party. It's really. Basically, it's just a function of different dusts with the same nameplates, right? But so, I mean, I totally agree with you. Uh, the, the issue of the other, but the other thing that was interesting about what you just said is that it shows in politically correct poker that being a Muslim is now a considerably better card to play than actually being homosexual. So we're seeing we're seeing a pretty interesting transport, transformation in in leftist identity politics. Where first we used to believe that all people were equal before the law, and so everybody who had been a victim of a crime would be considered or a perpetrator of a crime would be seen as equal to anybody else, irrespective of their, what identity group that was in, you know, either they, they, they claimed or was imputed to them. Right. And now we're, we're because of a, a very much cultural Marxist identity politics, we've seen a hierarchy of, you know, you count more as a victim or a perpetrator based on what identity we decide you are, or you decide you are. And uh, now we're seeing that used to be gays were kind of at the top of that. And now we're seeing that Muslims trump being gay by a huge margin. And, you know, i got to say, the gay community has noticed that. And there's been a pretty distinct shift toward, uh, well, gun ownership and conservative values. Yeah, crazy, eh? By the American gay, because the official gay groups, like official Jewish groups, are really not really gay advocacy groups, just like not really official Jewish groups. Most of them are culturally Marxist, battering rams against classical civilization, funded in part or in whole by... Uh, George Soros, and they're, they're usurping the moral authority of these groups to take on free market capitalism and blah, 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 right? This is something I've certainly raised before. But what's interesting is that the actual people in these groups are starting to notice how they've been betrayed by, their, by the official Jewish groups like J Street or the official gay groups who are really just Marxist groups. My God. And, uh, but there's unfortunately these turn out to be actual small minorities, so their they're switching allegiance is, is a moral victory, but it may not mean much to, democratically. These are certainly very, very serious times. Well, I mean, what, what you're talking about touches on the topic that I was just bringing up just before you called in, uh, that the Green Party has taken a stand against Israel. And if you take a stand against Israel, you are basically standing with their enemies, okay? And, and, and Elizabeth May is pondering her future now. Because here's a, here's a party that's supposed to be all about the environment. Why are they attacking the, you know, the strongest democracy in the Middle East, where gays and women have more rights than, any, than every other country that surrounds them? You know? And yet they're always, they're always going against the Jews. And they're being exposed. I mean, the Greens are being exposed for the bigot anti-Semites that they are. So... Yes, that's true, but there's, a, there's another easier there's an other easy answer that dovetails in with the total picture more easily, I think, although what you said is absolutely correct. But it's also that, okay, so from the point of view, cultural Marxists want to destroy the nation state. They want a one-world uh, international socialism. This is nothing new. This has been going on since Karl Marx and the Bolshevik Revolution in, what, 1917, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this, this, is, this is nothing new. So we see the same attacks against England, the United States, open borders, people across Europe. I mean, if you, you can go onto YouTube and look at tons and tons of marches by thousands of people carrying signs saying, 
no borders and open borders and everybody's legal and all this nonsense. It is nonsense, by the way. And uh, well, I mean, and, just uh, Justin uh, Trudeau's Rick, clearly James. Justin Trudeau's clearly in that camp because he's gone record as yeah, saying he wants to make Canada the first post nations nationalist state. You know. Yes, and this is yes, this is what I'm speaking to exactly. I'm about to get to the answer about Israel. So you, these guys chant across Europe. They chant brick by brick, wall by uh, wall by wall, brick by brick. Fortress Europe has got to fall. These people are international socialists, aka communists, and they want to see this one world. Multiculturalism, of course, really means one culture. It's global socialism. It, there's no such thing as multicultural. It simply can't exist, right? So, the, so why why is this a, this vitriol against Israel? Well, because Israel first, it started out as a, as a kind of a kind of a variation of a communist state. That's the way it bootstrapped itself. It started from nothing, and it bootstrapped itself as communal farms. So it was kind of a way to quickly bootstrap a nation. And then once it got up and running, it, dropped, it mostly dropped all that and became a staggering successful nation state, which is actually based on a kind of ethno-nationalism, which is anathema to international socialism. Oh, yeah, they hate Israel's it. Israel's especially hated because not only is it a successful country that manages itself by control of its borders, but it is a Jewish state. And you, one, one could certainly argue that it's anti-Semitic, and I think, it's, I think that the left is anti-Semitic. After all, Hitler ran a party called the National Socialist Workers' Party, and a direct quote from Adolf Hitler is, how can you be a socialist and not be anti-Semitic? So I think that anti-Semitism is absolutely central dogma for, uh, for uh, Marxist and leftist politics. That's for sure. But it's because the Jews as a people are Israel. The nation of Israel is its people. And if you read the Old Testament, I'm sure that you have, mm-hmm. you know it probably 10,000 times better than I do. There's <laughs> 1,200 mentions of Israel and Jerusalem in that book. The, the nation of Israel are the Jewish people. The Jewish people is the nation of Israel. And the, the, the left, in its attempt to destroy uh, ethnic identity and uh, and whatever it might consider, tribalism or nationalism, the nation state as a whole, Israel is the perfect example of what they want to destroy. Well, they're the worst offenders in their minds. Yes. James, thanks for your call. Always, appreci- always appreciate your takes. It's open line, open topic, all the way to 11, 343-700-4390. Hey, you don't have to agree with James. Call in and give me your side. That's the beauty of talk radio. You don't even have to take my opinion. I want to hear yours. 343. I want to hear yours more than you think I do. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. Right about right back after these messages. Stay with us. Start riding the bike. Listen. They're making milk out of powder. Yeah, they are. Got the babies crying. Oh, baby, they know what that stuff is. Rent's gone up higher. Yes, it is. Got the parents line. Timo's 2000 Mobile Auto Cleaning comes right to your driveway and makes your vehicle look brand new again. Classic cars, bikes, boats, RVs, dump trucks, hot rods, tractors, transport trucks. We can even make your minivan look like the day you drove it off the lot. Did you spill too much coffee on your seat? Did Junior decide he couldn't wait till he got home? And yuck, maybe you're just long overdue for that meticulous cleaning. Maybe you want to sell the old beast. Smartest thing you can do is make it look brand new again. Timo's 2000, 613-327-8498, 613-327-8498, or go to timos2000.com. 
Summertime is here, and it's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily, with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies, or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byword Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile. For 17 years, I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches, but fix it right the first time. Irwin's Automotion, 34, Cleopatra. Tell them Council sent you. That'll make them smile. Welcome back. 343-700-4390 in the Capital Region. That's 343-700-4390. And if you're calling from Lillooet, British Columbia, if you're calling from Mary's Igloo, Alaska, Coronation, Alberta, or Thermal, California, 1-844-562-4766. That's one 562-4766. We're, we're going to play the new opening theme for you at the end of the show tonight. Yeah, for those of you that last till 11, we're not going to go out with the, you know, with the regular tunes. We're, we're going we're gonna to play our brand new opening theme that we started the show with tonight. Because hardly any of you were tuned in then. You're getting lazy on me, you know? If you're not tuned in at the right time, you might miss, you know, a great moment in late night council history. Three four three seven hundred four three ninety. That's three four three seven hundred four three ninety. Opening subject tonight. Opening topic tonight was our chief of police here in Ottawa hiring somebody that, uh, well, the person who does the screening let the cat out of the bag. That uh, they felt that this person was unqualified for the job and made accusations in the media today that the only reason this person was hired was to appease the Somali community of. Ottawa, which Bordelow flatly denied. And yet the person who did the screening is a five-year veteran of the force. And brought up some 16 violations, uh, traffic violations against this person. And some other nefarious behavior that I think in everybody's opinion should disqualify somebody from being a constable on the police force. And they, they are so incensed with the political correctness that's going on in our police force that they ended up resigning over this. That's not a bad paying career, five years to walk away from, 
for a matter of principle. And being that fed up, you're either going to get fired or you're going to resign on principle. I think Christina Benson, and I, I, we don't have all the facts. We don't know everything that's going on here. But I'll tell you, when somebody like that's got way more to lose than the police chief, who's the chief of police, who's got the hammer, who can enforce, who can intimidate, who can, you know, rule the roost with an iron hand. I would suggest that Christina Benson, boy, that, that, that's almost heroic from everything that we've heard so far. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-562-4766. Are you still voting green? Any greenies out there listening? What do you think of your federal party turning into a bunch of anti-Semite bigots? So much so that the leader of the party is considering resigning as the leader. Considering her future with the party. So disappointed in her own rank and file. Well, I, I guess you really should have got into their heads a little bit better, didn't, shouldn't you, Elizabeth? You know? I mean, it's so indicative how left-wing parties have been hijacked by, you know, crackpots and nut bars. But in this culture today, it's very politically correct to hate Jews. As horrible as that sounds, it is. I mean, the anti-Semitism that's going on in our university campuses. It's unbelievable. Ottawa, you, Concordia University in Montreal? Probably the most anti-Semite bigoted university in, 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 in North America. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety is the number to call. It's three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. I want to know how corrupt our courts are. Of course, we're getting examples of that all the time. Well, here's another one, and I bring this to the fore because it, it involves kids, and too many times uh, court decisions nobody's held them to scrutiny. Our courts are not accountable to anybody in Canada. Anybody. Our courts can get away with just about anything. And according to my stats on my, uh, on my uh, uh, computer here, we just had a, an outage for a few seconds there. So you missed me saying that our courts in Canada are not accountable to anybody. They can get away with just about murder. Canada's most prolific... This is the Ottawa Sun Media Report, okay? This is not me editorializing here. Canada's most prolific child pornographer was sentenced yesterday to 10 years in prison, but only faces 20 more months in jail. Brian Way, 44, was convicted in May 2015, just a little over a year ago becoming Canada's most infamous child pornographer with 57 offensive videos in his possession and a myriad of other charges. Way's personal collection included 250,000 images and 10,000 videos and featured graphic, disturbing, and sometimes violent depictions of children ranging in age from toddlers to adolescents involved in sex acts. I don't like going into the gory details here, but you need to know how heinous this is and how, how, how disgustingly lenient our courts were on this pig, this subhuman. 
The prosecution sought 14 years and wanted a fine or forfeiture of $800,000 in criminal proceeds. The judge, Julie Thorburn, fined way 20000 bucks asserting that he lived modestly, rented a condo, leased a vehicle, and had no significant assets. He showed remorse, pleading guilty to possession of his home collection, and admitted he needs help from his perverse sexual preference, said Thorburn. Oh, really? Isn't that interesting that the wording of the article describes it as sexual preference? I thought we weren't supposed to question people's sexual preference. I thought you could prefer just about anything. I thought sexual preference was something that's determined at birth. But I digress. I go back to the article. Thorburn found way guilty on 15 out of 16 charges. Toronto police raided. Listen to this. Toronto police raided his Etobicoke offices in 2011 and scooped up 180,000 images and more than 8,000 videos. The seizure sparked the largest child pornography bust in Canadian history. It is also one of the world's largest child porn busts. So this, is, this was not no you know, small crime. And in speaking of the victims of these crimes, the kids, they'll never get that portion of their lives back. And will be affected by this forever, said the prosecuting attorney. I just don't think the sentence reflects that. There are people in other countries who are sentenced to 10 years for buying one video. Yeah, but that would be in countries where they still have, you know, a semblance of the difference between right and wrong. This is Canada, where we lost our moral compass. Where you can be a child pornographer, and you can have more influence over the Ontario education system than any one single individual. And then when you're caught and imprisoned, the Minister of Education, who's now the Premier, can say, oh, no, he had nothing to do with it. And everybody in mainstream media believes her. And everybody backs off from investigating the truth. Because in my opinion, I think a lot of them are feeding on this stuff. I like a lot. I think a lot of them want to keep the want to keep the filth going, and they want to make sure their sources are protected. And until I see an investigation that proves otherwise, that is what I'm going to assume. The only proper punishment for these people: minimum ten years in prison and chemical castration. I've been advocating that for decades. You rape a woman, you get castrated. You molest a kid, you get castrated. Maybe we'll give you just a five to ten year prison sentence for the first time. But if you do it twice, castration. Tell me why that doesn't make sense. That's a little bit draconian, John. Oh yeah? Talked up some parents that it's happened to their kid. Talk to a kid that can't get a job who's an adult now, who's in their 40s, who has lived a life of suffering because of the emotional and and psychological pain that they've gone through. Most of them suffering through addictions. Most of them can't even cope with life. They don't have a problem with that sentence at all. In fact, I think it's lenient. And that would be minimum. Minimum 10 years chemical castration. Good idea, huh? 
Well, feel free to promote that one on Twitter and multiply that one. I'd like to see that one go viral. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. Is there any other good takes out there? Is there any other good callers out there? I want to know. 1-844-562-4766. I'm going to check the email, see if any of them are airworthy. JC at LateNightCouncil.com. It's got to be under six lines. JC at LateNightCouncil.com. And you can tweet at us at JWCouncil. Hour number two coming up right after this information interlude. Stay with us. so much better than a news break and most news breaks all they have is bad news anyway well you're going to hear some good news just stay right where you are but you get a line while i'm catching my breath 343-700-4390 in eastern ontario western quebec or 1-844-562-4766 that's 1-844-LNC is on you can email me jc at late night keep it under six lines and you can tweet at us at jwcouncil Don't sweat it. I know you gave me those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Unfiltered, unfettered, uncensored. I have one program director now. God. I don't always follow through on my instructions, right? But he makes it pretty clear what he wants. What do you want? What do you like? What ticks you off? I want to hear from you. Listener feedback means a lot. Almost means as much as what the program director wants. And don't forget you can download all our shows for podcasts anytime. TuneIn.com seems to be the best and easiest way to hook up with us. Or if you prefer Google Play, that seems to work too. LateNightCouncil.com. Stay with us. Monday and Tuesday, it's news. Often some pretty good guests, too. Wednesday, it's Ask the Pastor. Thursday nights, we repeat the Ask the Pastor broadcast from the night before. And then Friday night, well, we fool around on Friday. We give stuff away. We have fun because that's what you're supposed to do on Friday. And if you miss any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And 1-844-562-4766. That's long distance. 1-844-562-4766. 
Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. Welcome back, hour number two. Most of the first hour has been taken up with uh, Charles Bordalo overruling, our chief of police here, Charles Bordalo in Ottawa, overruling the findings of a screener, a vetter, of somebody who, you know, makes sure that new constable hires are, you know, qualified. And this one individual was not qualified. 16 violations of the law against this person. Trying to get a new driver's license while they were suspended. 16 convictions under the Highway Traffic Act. Applicant falsely phoned police, according to the report. In one instance, police had found a history of negative behavior when pulled over by the police. And that the person had several different dates of birth on file. And yet... Charles Bordalo was on the radio today telling people how wonderful a person this is and how they're going to make a great police officer. Hmm. And the person that was doing the vetting actually said that they had grave concerns, that this person did not qualify. And they were so upset that, in their own words, Christina Benson said that, you know, the the, the Ottawa police are violating their own qualifications for hiring. They were so upset that her recommendations were not uh, uh, were absolutely ignored in this instance. She ended up resigning. Five-year veteran of the Ottawa Police Force. And Charles Bordalo was uh, handling the fallout, doing the media dance today. So uh, a number of you have uh, uh, voiced opinions on it on email and... Uh, by phoning in tonight. But it is open line, open topic. Whatever you want to talk about. 343-743-90. That's 343-743-90. one uh, We debuted our new opening theme tonight. And uh, most of you were not tuned in when we played it. So, as a treat to those that stick it out to 11 o'clock tonight, we're going to close with the new opening theme tonight. The brand new one. I, you know, and it is a beta version, Okay. I can still work on it a little bit, so I definitely want to hear your evaluation and your thoughts on that. The reason, another major story that's been all over mainstream media, particularly in the States and in Canada, all the Canadian commentators are commenting on this like crazy because they just hate Donald Trump with a passion. Donald Trump made the statement that You know, it's dangerous stuff if Hillary Clinton gets in because she's going to appoint Supreme Court justices 
and there's nothing you can do about it. Although, you know, you Second Amendment people, he said, maybe you can do something about it. Second Amendment, of course, is the right to bear arms. Now, some people believe it was a crass joke, you know, because the people with the right to bear arms, it almost intimated that, that he was advocating violence against the Democratic nominee. And the reason that is such a big story, and if you don't agree, prove me otherwise and call in. The real reason why that is such a big story in mainstream immediate media across North America today is because the parents, and this was all over the Twitterverse this morning and Facebook, okay? The parents of the Orlando shooter, the guy that went in and killed all the gays in Orlando, while he's yelling out, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, and Barack Obama, the sleaze that he is, tried to turn that into an anti-gay, anti-gun you know, gun thing, when it was clearly a jihadist slaughter. The parents of that guy were seen in a prominent place right behind Hillary Clinton making a speech yesterday. This guy is on record as, you know, extolling the virtues of the Taliban and Al-Qaeda. He is a jihadist. And there he is, not in the crowd. He's on stage with Hillary Clinton. I follow about 100 political and sports commentators on Twitter. Over 20 of them had the picture. And some of the most respected news organizations in the world, they all had the picture all over Twitter. Did you hear about it on mainstream media today? I don't know. I didn't have a chance to watch Fox News or CNN or ABC or CTV or CBC. Did you see that picture anywhere? Maybe you did. All I saw on, on uh, uh, media reports at radio and TV when I had it on today, all I saw was how, how horrible it was for Donald Trump to make a joke about, you know, the Second amender, uh, Amendment people doing something about uh, 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 Hillary's candidacy. And she's got the parents of a jihadist murderer who killed in cold blood, what, 70 people in Orlando? They're on the same stage with her, and there's no explanation, and there's no disavowing of the things that this guy said on video that are rightly available on YouTube? Oh, my goodness. I mean, like, like, like the, 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 the partisanship and the deception and the lying and the hypocrisy on media is is it's it's mind blowing and please this is not coming from somebody who thinks you know Donald Trump needs equal time i am not a trump fan but for every slanderous rotten thing that people have against Donald Trump and they've got a lot on them there's five times as much on Hillary and nobody's saying anything it's sickening it's despicable. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. That's three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. Doug's got an email about unions here, and I'm going to go there. In fact, that's the next story I want to cover here. It's, I've got a story from the Globe and Mail. I want to talk about. Can't believe the Globe and Mail actually printed this. Every once in a while, they do get it right, you know. Maybe they've got a maybe they've got a special day once a month at the Global Mail. It's kind of like uh, uh, you know, let's tell the truth today. You know, 
Anyway, I want to read you Doug's email first. We shouldn't be too surprised about unions funding most of the Liberal Party's third-party attack ads. The Liberals have been funneling money into unions for years. From what I know about, the Liberals have paid $3.7 million to the teachers' unions and have paid $110 million recently to two power worker unions. These payments are, of course, unethical and are also in violation of the Ontario Labor Act. They're not in violation of anything, Doug. They're very legal. Global Mail points that out today. Political ad spending in Ontario. Want the stats? Here's the stats from the Global Mail today. Ontario unions are behind 94% of third-party ad spending in the past three elections. Folks, that is all ad spending. Have you got that? Ontario unions behind 94% of third-party ad spending. That's not including money spent by the Liberals, by the NDP, by the Conservatives. 94% paid for by Ontario unions. And and you think, okay, Ontario unions, 94%, okay? And you think any of them are supporting conservatives? (laughs) Yeah, oh, sure, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're so nonpartisan, those ads, aren't they? They just want to educate the voters, don't they? Must be a Leaf fan if you believe that. Ontario unions have spent more than 15 million bucks to campaign in the past three general elections, 94% of all third-party advertising. The advertising has been aimed mainly at the Progressive Conservative Party by two labor umbrella groups, and you've heard their titles on the ads. Working Families, paid for by Working Families of Ontario. Oh, that sounds so nonpartisan, doesn't it? That sounds so objective. Oh, they just want to educate the voters. Are you kidding me? They hate the conservatives, and they will be, they will be damned if the conservatives ever get in power again. So they give themselves a nice, innocuous, kind of like family-type, warm, fuzzy title. And Project Ontario, which both have strong ties to other political parties. What would those other political parties be, Globe and Mail? Well, there's only uh, two others. Working Families employs a communication firm that has also held major contracts with the Ontario Liberal Party, while veteran NDP strategist Brian Topp was a leader of Project Ontario during most most recent election. So these are all left-wing groups here. Just in case, you know, I'm bringing this out just in case any of you, you know, have any doubt as to who really runs this province. It's unions. In the three election campaigns since 2007, when third-party advertisers first had to disclose their spending, Ontarians have seen $16.4 million worth of such advertising. $15.4 million of it financed by unions. Corporate spending accounted for... And you know how they paint the, the, the picture of these big corporations, you know, that control what we're going on? Yeah, well, corporate spending amounted to six hundred and forty-one grand. And other advocacy groups account for four hundred nine grand. The union spent fifteen point four million. So next time you hear some left wing whack job talking about how corrupt corporations are and how they control everything, either turn the channel or, or, or even the presence of the person spit in his eye because he's a lying creep. Tim Hudak just resigned from the party. He's going to be the CEO of the Ontario Real Estate Board because he doesn't need the headaches. 
Tim Hudak estimated he faced about $20 million worth of attack ads during his two elections as PC leaders between third-party campaigns and the two rival parties. Almost $20 million in negative ads give people a certain impression they may not be accurate. You do that to Mother Teresa, and they'll start suspecting her as well, he said in an interview. He's right. Nothing influences voters more than media. Media influences people. Media manipulates. Media changes people. That's why people spend billions of dollars on advertising, because they know it works. And 94% of the ads being spent on political campaigns, not including the parties themselves, unions. Unions. And every one of them attacking conservatives in Ontario. Every one of them getting... And you know what? And, and you know what? They've, they've fooled you. They've deceived you. They got you to vote for Bob Shirelli. They got you to vote for Madeleine Mayer. They got you to vote for John Fraser. They got you to vote for Yasser Nakvi. Because you never heard the other side. Because there was nobody to pay for the other side. The other side paid. The other side was responsible for 6%. 6% of advertising in the elections. And this is all legal, by the way. Okay? This is all legal in Ontario legal to misrepresent it's legal to have an unfair advantage it's legal to have you know unions extract dues from people even when the people in those unions don't agree with the political stands that the unions are taking union dues is not optional it is compulsory you pay it whether you agree with the political stands of your union or not because as George Orwell wrote, some animals are more equal than others. 343-700-4390 is the number to call. That's 343-700-4390. That's 1-844-562-4766. Now, I'm told, if you're listening on podcasts right now, you're not hearing this, but uh, our live feed is cut out again. It's uh, the major software company we're hooked up with, and they've been having issues. And because they're so big, you know, little guys like us mean jack squat. Now we're back live. My apologies for the software breakdowns tonight. Well, folks, it's beyond our control. There's nothing we can do about it. We are doing our best in spite of it. It's open line, open topic, all the way to 11 o'clock. There are no interruptions on the podcast. So if you're frustrated that some things cut, cut out that you were trying to listen to tonight, if you download the podcast, you're going to hear everything. And we're right back after these important messages. Stay with us. Summertime is here, and it's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily, with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies, or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byword Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile. 
Timo's 2000 Mobile Auto Cleaning comes right to your driveway and makes your vehicle look brand new again. Classic cars, bikes, boats, RVs, dump trucks, hot rods, tractors, transport trucks. We can even make your minivan look like the day you drove it off the lot. Did you spill too much coffee on your seat? Did Junior decide he couldn't wait till he got home? And yuck, maybe you're just long overdue for that meticulous cleaning. Maybe you want to sell the old beast. Smartest thing you can do is make it look brand new again. Timo's 2000, 613-327-8498, 613-327-8498, or go to timos2000.com. Summertime is Who's that man makes shawarma taste like no one can? He's a godly king. And he can do anything. Wears a crown, golden shoes, and a royal gown. The garlic king. So tasty. Man, this food is so good. Don't talk with your mouse food. I'm just talking about the king. And I can dig it. Discover why Really Lebanese is Ottawa's best shawarma. Really Lebanese, home of the garlic king. St. Joseph Boulevard beside Pizza Hut in Orleans. Garlic, I love it. So I challenge you, and it's easy to do if you're listening online, um, you know, go to YouTube, not even YouTube, just go to Google and type in Hillary Clinton, Orlando Shooter's Parents. Do it under the news section. It's all over the internet. Now, I haven't seen a lot of TV today. All I did was listen to some, you know, local radio stations here, and nobody was talking about the Orlando shooter's parents on the same stage with Hillary yesterday, applauding her. And there's no movement whatsoever from the Hillary camp to disavow or disassociate herself with known jihadist sympathizing, I mean, such a high-profile jihadist sympathizer at the very least. I mean, how do you explain that unless, unless you know, the media has been taken over by jihadists? John, that's impossible. Hey, the evidence is there. I mean, look at how crazy is it in Canada. The second most powerful person in the in our foreign affairs ministry is a guy who's on record as you know supporting Hamas and the Muslim Brotherhood. Internationally known terrorist groups, and he's the second most powerful person next to Stefan Dion, our foreign affairs minister. Nobody says jack squat. Nobody says anything. Mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. Nobody says jack squat. I don't know if I want to bring this next story up. It just seems so silly. I don't know. I have a responsibility. Guess I will. Remember how mainstream media accused uh, you know Stephen Harper before the election of muzzling scientists here in Canada? From speaking out on issues, always a control freak. Always got an agenda. He wants to silence, you know, inquiry and everything. And it was all going to be different under, you know, when Justin came in. Well, you know, voters believe that claptrap. In fact, there's another poll out today that his uh, uh, popularity numbers are higher than ever. This guy is not paying a, a, paying any price for his deception, his ineptitude, his lies. Nobody's holding him accountable for anything he's saying. Nothing. 
David Aiken in the Sun today on this topic. The Professional Institute of the Public Service of Canada, the union that represents tens of thousands of federal government scientists, said the Trudeau government is continuing a Harper government communications policy that prevents scientists from participating in conferences. In other words, nothing's changed under Trudeau. And he went in on a ticket that he was going to, oh, listen to them and, you know, take the muzzle off. The liberal ministers in charge of nine major federal departments that employ scientists told Parliament in writing earlier this year that when they took over from the Tories, they did not change a thing when it came to communication policies for scientists. Nothing has changed, in other words. Nothing. Fewer scientists under the Trudeau government works against a narrative that the previous conservative government was anti-science. A headcount by The Sun shows the Stephen Harper government did not appear to have singled out scientists for cuts, and in fact, at Environment Canada, it worked to preserve scientific jobs. But that's not what Justin told you during the campaign, and you believed him. Because he's just so cute. We need change. That just Harper's just so grumpy. Ottawa Sun editorial today. The media and opposition during the Harper years were reckless in taking a handful of stories about disgruntled former federal scientists and turning them into a grand narrative that wasn't backed up by facts. Since when do voters in Canada care about facts? What are you telling me about the facts for when his, when his hair is so nice? He's so young. He's so vibrant. I just love his family, too. I don't want to hear the facts. Facts just bring me down. Doesn't matter, though, because, you know, the CBC painted a picture of Harper as anti-science, and you and your neighbors believed it. And CBC got their excuse for a leader. And now that he's in, doesn't matter, you know? Same thing with the Mike Duffy affair, okay? They blew that thing out of proportion. They created this thought and, and created this picture, you know, with... Dozens of people at the courthouse, they created this image that the Harper thing was Watergate all over again. Stephen Harper was Richard Nixon. He was hiding all sorts of, you know, skullduggery and cover-ups and everything. Mike Duffy, not guilty on all 31 counts. Zalota claptrap. And the dumbest voters in the free world bought it. And they got rid of a decent prime minister for SpongeBob Trudeau. Simple as that. But you weren't paying attention. You believed everything. You believed everything a partisan media told you and voted for SpongeBob. I know what some of you are thinking. I mean, by virtue of listening late night, goes, I didn't vote for him. Well, your neighbors did. And they still adore the guy. They still love the guy, even though there's facts coming out now. You see, facts don't matter now because SpongeBob's in power. Mission accomplished. Who cares if Duffy got off scot-free? Who cares if he's not guilty? We got our guy in. Who cares if that whole story about scientists being muzzled wasn't true? And they're more muzzled now than they've ever been under Trudeau. Doesn't matter. We got our guy in. We got our jihadist-promoting, neo-fascist, echo-whack-job, Doing our bidding. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety in Ottawa. One eight four four five six two four seven six six. 
in every other place that wishes they were in Ottawa. Although the way this city's being governed and the way, you know, the things we're doing and the things we're sanctioning here, I kind of wonder whether, you know, people would even want to be connected here anymore. I don't know. Are you watching the Olympics? Uh, let me do my Chewbacca impersonation. Uh, uh, uh. That's my thought on the Olympics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Synchronized kayaking's on tonight. Yeah, I don't want to miss that. Boy, waited four years for that spectacle. Oh, yeah, men's diving. Whoa, boy, yeah. Man, I want to miss that. Yeah, boy. Beach volleyball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, love them. Love them uniforms them Arab countries are wearing. Yeah, boy, that's, boy, yeah. Now, our male athletes in Canada have not won one medal yet. Not one. Our females have won six. Now, what am I supposed what are we supposed to conclude from that? Our male athletes are a bunch of wimps and the only thing they can do is play hockey? Hey, I'm good with that because you know, those other sports I could care less about them. Does that mean that uh, 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 you know, girls' groups and women's groups have, you know, uh, gotten more attention, more funding, and, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. What do you conclude from that? What happens? What happens if this trend continues? Let's say at the end of the Olympics, the women have won 20 medals and men have won none. Canada, home of the toughest women in the world. Canada, our guys are a bunch of wimps. Rest of the country's guys are stronger, faster, can jump higher, and they're just better at what they do. But don't mess with our women. I don't know what do you what do you what do you conclude from that? That's kind of weird, isn't it? And I see the trend continuing. Way way more medals for our female athletes in Canada than, uh, than uh, the male athletes. Right now, it's six for the females, none for the males. None. Zero. Nada. Your theories, please. 343 743 7490 is long distance. That's 1-844-562-4766. Oh, I got to go through the emails. Got a bunch of them there. Some of them might be airworthy. Going to find out which ones. It's open line, open topic, by the way. Okay, You, you can still take this wherever you want it to go with it. And you got a half hour to do it. Don't forget, we're going to replay our opening theme tonight. Because I think it was just so good. You know, not enough of you were tuned in to hear it at the beginning. And it's the beta version. May need a little work, but boy, I, I like it. I really like it. I'm going to run with it unless I hear, you know, feedback otherwise. So I'll be looking for your feedback on that. We're taking a break. Right back after that. Stay with us.
oh, this is so much better than a news break. And most news breaks, all they have is bad news anyway. Well, you're going to hear some good news. Just stay right where you are. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec, or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at JWCouncil. Don't sweat it. I know I gave you those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Unfiltered, unfettered, uncensored. I have one program director now. God. I don't always follow through on my instructions, right? But he makes it pretty clear what he wants. What do you want? What do you like? What ticks you off? I want to hear from you. Listener feedback means a lot. Almost means as much as what the program director wants. And don't forget you can download all our shows for podcast anytime. TuneIn.com seems to be the best and easiest way to hook up with us. Or if you prefer Google Play, that seems to work too. LateNightCouncil.com. Stay with us. Monday and Tuesday, it's news. Often some pretty good guests, too. Wednesday, it's Ask the Pastor. Thursday nights, we repeat the Ask the Pastor broadcast from the night before. And then Friday night, well, we fool around on Friday. We give stuff away. We have fun because that's what you're supposed to do on Friday. And if you miss any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343 700 That's 343 That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And 1-844-562-4766. That's long distance. 1-844-562-4766. Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. Welcome back. Honestly, I'm throwing it out there. Did did any of you on any of the major newscasts tonight hear anything about or see anything of that picture of the Orlando shooter's parents on the stage applauding Hillary Clinton and her not disassociating herself from them or disavowing herself from them at all? Did anybody see any news story cover that? 
You can email me. JCouncil at, uh, at uh, uh, JC at LateNightCouncil.com. Because I did not see, uh, you know, a uh, newscast tonight. But I did not see any of the major na- networks covering it on their, on their web pages, and I didn't hear any talk of it on any of the local radio stations here in Ottawa. Of course, then again, they're, you know, they're all corporate controlled here anyway. I mean, you never know whether you're hearing, you know, what's important or, you know, what the, what the corporations want you to hear. What's good for business, you know? 343, see, I couldn't make comments like that when I was on corporate bland radio. Huh, it's so good to be online. It, uh, unfiltered, folks. 343-700-4390. If you did see it, I want to hear from you. And if you didn't, if it wasn't on, that is that is that is despicable. That is the lowest form of misrepresentation and partisan politics coming through a medium that has everybody fooled into thinking that they're you know objective. I don't think there's an ounce of objectivity on in mainstream media in North America anymore. It's just as it's just as tilted as Pravda ever was in the U, old USSR. It's state-run media, just like North Korea. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety one eight four four five six two four seven six six. Long distance. JC at late night council. dot com is the email address, and you can tweet at me at JW Council. I don't call him a caller. I call him. Show contributor Mike is on the air. Hey, no, Mike. I'm good, John. Um, I was listening earlier to your call with James, and of course, James was brilliant as ever. And, yeah, uh, I, I would consider some of his points. I would and, consider uh, James go a little further with him. I would consider James a show contributor too. You know, oh, he's brilliant, and everything he was saying was 100 percent right on. Um, this anti uh, this this anti-Semitic strain that always seems to run with communism and, and national socialism and uh, all this. Um, Rose uh, Wilder... Now, Mike, I'm uh, not going to apologize for interrupting you. You know why? Because my uh, uh, software here is telling me that we've cut out again on our live feed, okay? And, uh, you know, people hear me all the time, and I don't mind interrupting you right now because I know our live feed, people cannot hear you right now. They're hearing the background music that plays before the song, the, the, you know, the, the show goes on the air. So I don't mind stalling a little bit and, and making small talk until it tells me that we're back live on the air. This is so frustrating, you know, especially when it's out of our hands and there's nothing we can do about it. So do you mind me stalling you a little bit like this? No, it's okay. I mean, it, I listen to all the other big talk radio shows, and it happens to them, too. Maybe not quite this much, but it does happen. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, and, th- and that's a comfort to hear, you know, because some of those other big talk radio shows have got millions of people listening, and they, you know, have to deal with software crap that happens like this as well. Okay, so uh, we're live now, okay? So uh, back to your original take. Go ahead. So one of the founding, uh, one of the early libertarian founders with Ayn Rand was uh, Rose Wilder Lane. That's the famous Laura Ingalls from Little House on the Prairie. That's her daughter. And she wrote a number of books. And one of the things I came across in her writings was she, she was looking at why this anti-Semitic strain throughout history with all tyrannies. And, you know, she kind of reached a rather interesting conclusion. And uh, I'm going to sort of work my way back to it a little bit. I'm going to start with... Uh, 
Aristotle. Our feet, our feet, our feet is cut. Uh, Mike, our feet is cut out again on us. Okay, uh, it's really getting well, bad. It'll, it'll be on. It's on the podcast. on the podcast. I know. I'm not going to interrupt you again. Just, just talk as if you're. It, it's live, and just go for it. It. So Aristotle. I'll come back to Rosewater. What you had to say. Aristotle writes. Uh, it is characteristic of a tyrant to dislike everyone who has a dignity or independence. He wants to be alone in his glory. But anyone who claims a like dignity or asserts his independence encroaches upon his prerogative and is hated by him as an enemy to his power. And what Rosewater Lane kind of noted with, if you're a true believer, we know that uh, Jews and Christians have had trouble following, staying true to God's covenant, but there are those that are true followers and under no circumstances will break with God's law. They will not, they will not bow to uh, an, a false idol or to a false ruler. Uh, that's why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego go into the furnace. That's why Daniel gets into a lion's den, because there's just some things they will not cross. They will not cross God for man. That's also what happened to Peter after uh, Acts, after the book of Acts, when he and the other apostles begin taking Christ's message post-crucifixion, uh, and they're warned to stop it, and they, they tell them, no, we're not going to follow your human laws over God's law. God commands us to do this, and we're going to do it. So they got a higher so allegiance. That's a direct threat. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And every despotic, totalitarian regime has been threatened by Christians throughout history because, you know, we appeal to a higher authority than them. You know, and I've just noticed Absolutely. something. And the United States. Uh, I, uh, our software here, there's something to do with your call and where you're calling from here, uh, 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 Mike, because it just keeps cutting out. I mean, that last uh, take, that brilliant take that you just shared with us, none of that got on the air because it cut out for 60 seconds. And, and uh, now it's back on the air here again. Hopefully. So I, it's just driving uh, me nuts. And, I mean, yeah, anyway. This, this. This is, uh, you know, in, when Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence, they took it to a higher authority. They took it, they appealed to God, mm-hmm. and to God's just judgment. Uh, and uh, so, I mean, that's a common theme. Uh, it, that is a direct affront to any authoritarian uh, regime. Yeah, and they're, they're intimidated by the devotion that, you know, that Christians and um, often Jews have to that higher authority. And they, they, they desire to stamp it out. And, and I think, you, you know, you take it back to uh, Nimrod uh, in the Bible, the Tower of Babel. Now, uh, my teaching that I learned from Rabbi Lappin was that his name means get down. But whatever English word you translate Nimrod to, the basic premise of his name is that he is above all other men. And he was secular. He, he rejected God. He wanted himself to be like God. He remade people from stones to bricks. That theme is throughout the Bible. I notice it everywhere now. Um, even in even in First uh, Peter uh, two, uh, he comes back and says, you know, as as you come to him, the living stone, meaning Jesus, right. rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. So, in other words, the stone and the brick thing is a is a big deal. The stones are all made by God. Each one was unique, just like we all have unique fingerprints, and we're all made different um, in the image of God. And bricks and are uniform. Bricks toe the line. Bricks fit in with and somebody's, you know, agenda. Every socialist, communist, tyrannical system, it's funny how individuality is removed and reduced. 
They make everything uniform and conformed. That's Yeah, right. and you know what blows me when I've made a point of this a number of times on the air. How much individualism has been stamped out on university campuses? And how conformity is the norm, and how you will adhere to the politically correct mantras of this educational institution. There is no room for deviance. There's no room for originality. There's no room for anybody standing out. You will conform. You will conform. And the people who are decrying that change more than anybody are professional comedians who used to thrive going to university campuses doing their shows. Now they say, you know, guys like Jerry Seinfeld, guys like uh, 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 um, um, uh, Jeff Dunham, okay, the guy who's the, uh, you know, the politically correct ventriloquist, okay, they're on record as saying universities have lost their sense of humor because they're bastions of, of, of fascist conformity. They're bastions of fascists. Everybody think straight or we will ostracize you and forget passing your courses. You're not getting a degree unless you you uh, uh, stepped, you goose-stepped to the indoctrination we're putting into you. They don't educate anymore. They indoctrinate. Absolutely. And the, and the, the followers of Hegel, the early progressives, the Fabians, the Fabians created the London School of Economics so they could do their own indoctrinating. Um, and every big, every big deal socialist, including Trudeau Sr., has gone through that school. It's a big deal for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Woodrow Wilson and, and many of the progressives, they were all, they've all transformed the university system and, and the old Ivy League schools that used to be Christian schools. They, that became their church, and it was all about remaking people in a new thing. And I want to remind people of Woodrow Wilson, who was one of the founders of the progressive movement in the 1880s. Uh, progress. Again, he's defining it right here. Progress. Did you ever reflect that that word is almost a new one? No word comes more often or more naturally to the lips of modern man, as if the thing it stands for were almost synonymous with life itself. And yet men through many thousands years never talked or thought of progress. They thought in the other direction. Their stories of heroisms and glory were tales of the past. The ancestor wore the heavier armor and carried the larger spear. There were giants in those days, but now all of that is altered. We think of the future, not the past, as the more glorious time in comparison with which the present is nothing. Progress, development, those are modern words. The modern idea is to leave the past and press onward to something new. He couldn't be more clear in what he's saying and they get a lot more all these progressives get a lot more overt in their disdain for the bible and that's exactly what he's talking about oh yeah i'm I'm reminded i'm reminded of the words of solzhenitsyn and i quote them often you know forget the past lose an eye ignore the past lose both eyes James brought up Saul Alinsky. Saul Alinsky's book, Rules for Radicals, this nut job, he actually dedicated his book to Lucifer. Now, I don't believe for a second he actually believes in God or Lucifer. But again, that's the middle finger at Christians and Jews. That's what yep. that is. Yep. Same with, uh, um, now, uh, I, I think it was Goebbels. It was a while ago that I saw this. I, I, it might have been, been Hitler, but I think it was Goebbels. That their big beef with communism was that it was written by a Jew. That was their big problem with yeah, it. Otherwise, yeah. they were pretty yeah. similar. So that's out of their own Mike, house. Mike, and, uh, and, and, Mike, and Marx was a self-hating Jew. He was an atheist. Mike, uh, the, the cutting out on the software here is so bad that 80% of what you're saying is, is, is not getting over the air here. So I'm actually, it's, getting, it's so bad tonight, Mike, that I'm actually going to cut the show short tonight. 
And uh, uh, when we get when we get back on air, and when and what says the software says another thirty seconds, I'm going to explain to the listeners who are live because we're going off and on live. When and I'm looking at the numbers, and people are getting fed up, and they're getting just they're just disconnecting from us now, and it's really really frustrating. But uh, I'm going to let you go, Mike, and I'm going to have an explanation to the uh, uh, listeners when we uh, uh, as soon as we go back live. I appreciate your takes. You know it, man. It's, it's not because of any lousy t- takes or anything like that. It's just because of this stupid software. And uh, when we go back live, of course, you're, if you're listening to this in the podcast, you're not getting any of this. But uh, live, it's just creaming us. Okay, it's telling us we're back on the air again here. My apologies for the software cutting out, folks. We are going to cut the show short tonight because uh, the software is we've got real problems with it. It's not our system. It's the software that we're uh, hooked up to, which handles thousands, and I'm not kidding you, thousands of online talk shows, including some of the big ones you know, that have millions of people listening. And uh, it is not performing properly. It keeps cutting in and out. So as promised, we're, 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 we're cutting all, uh, it early, and I'm hoping you're going to get to hear this live because we're going to end the show tonight. We're ending the show tonight with our new theme, and uh, I hope you like it, and, and hopefully it'll... It'll, uh, the, the software will let you hear it, and uh, we, we'll come back tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, hopefully uh, glitch-free. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your patience for putting up with the, with the cutouts. This is Late Night Council. This is bigger. This is very big. There's definitely something here. A big deal. It's all over the news. It's the real thing. A radio signal from another world. Who's John Council? That's my grandpa. Well, your story is very compelling. Your chance to make history. That's pretty cool, I guess. Give it to me straight. John, you're in charge. Thanks for your patience tonight. Pretty good tune, eh? Want to hear your feedback on Twitter. We're back at it at 9 o'clock tomorrow, and hopefully we'll last till 11. Again, my apologies. But I can't do a show if we got uh, software glitches, and uh, we've got to line into them, and we're going to give them you-know-what uh, tomorrow and say, hey, look, we got advertisers. we got people that are, you know, they, they live, eat, sleep, and breathe on this show, so smarten the heck up! We'll fight for you, folks. Thanks for your patience tonight. Thanks for listening. Good night.